Hi, this is M from the future. Um, something went wrong in this recording with art and nobody's audio. They're just gaps that are in both the backup and the main recording. So you'll hear them when they come up. There's not really anything I could do about it. The audio is just gone. I'll try and avoid that in the future. Thank you for understanding. Hello and welcome to Battle of the Blorbos. We've gathered another four advocates with their selected characters and we're going to take them through the set of challenges to scientifically and objectively rank who is the greatest character in all of fiction. With me tonight, our advocates are Dan. Hello. And Jordan. Hello. Art. Howdy. And Nobody. Hello. I was trying to say howdy, but you took it from me. How would you do this to me? Oh, I always say howdy because I don't like saying hello. I know that I do the same thing, but I couldn't do it right after you did it. Come on. <laughs> Can you try saying howdy backwards? Yeah, no. what? It's howdy no. duty time. <laughs> uh, Pretty sure I, that's out of copyright now. It's like the fifties. Maybe close enough. The, the, not that this podcast has any right to be concerned with copyright. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, so we're going to take it with Dan and our first character. Somebody get this boy a towel. The troll too strong for his own good. The blue-blooded equestrian. Friend of cat girls. Heir of void. Represented by Dan. Equius Zahak from Homestuck. Dan, tell, tell right. us a little. Tell us a little bit about Equius. Why did? You, who are they? What do they do? And why you picked them? He's my idiot Phil son. <laughs> Well, that's that's the... I, I I love him. He is he is very uh, he has a few things that he, he does wrong, but overall he sort of means well sometimes. He's at least good to cat girls, so you know. Technically true, I suppose. <laughs> All right, well, let's take you into your your first set of challenges: Equius Hack versus Velma Dinkley in. Who's going to be the better kindergartner teacher? Oh, oh, definitely <laughs> Equius. Uh, and how, how's Equius going to be a teacher? My, my, let's see here. Um, exuding a, exuding a feeling of authority. The I, kindergartners will fall in line. If they know what's good for them. So he's going to be very, very authoritative, you're saying? Yes. As a high blood should be. Mm. I don't know. I mean, this Velma, I, I feel like it's probably just safer around children. I, I'm just, like, I'm, I'm just going to say also, uh, kids don't respond to threats that well. Uh, they tend to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, they will be crying. They will be crying. I mean, I don't like... I don't know. Kids are vicious. They're gonna, they're gonna like find a way to stab you, in a way you never know that they could stab. As I said, they will be crying. Equius's whole deal is that he is too strong. He yes. gently pats his butler, and the butler's face is horribly bruised. He can't yes. use his favorite weapon, the bow, because he is too strong, and it shatters the moment he picks it up. I feel like just being in the proximity of small children is going to end 
badly, and he's not going to be able to keep this job. You know, perhaps. <laughs> but, but uh, which, but where is this job taking place? Like, is it on Alternia? Because maybe they they would look favorably upon the such teaching message for grumblings. I guess they the might. other question is, what's our metric for success as a teacher here? Do you have to keep the job, or do you just have to teach the kids something? Because they'll learn real fast if someone super strong is going around throwing them around. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll learn how to take care of themselves real quickly. <laughs> and like right. and, and like Art said, like these kids will learn very quickly how to handle Equius if they want to live. Yes. Now, there is there are many methods of teaching. They needn't be physical. You can be taught orally, such as the various arts of the muscle beasts and such. Yeah, I feel that would get him in trouble with drawing like, time. Parents. Drawing time will be an epic battle. Oh, that that yeah, that's going to get him in more trouble than anything any physical what's, contact with the children. What's I, that conservative group that's that's trying to ban a bunch of books now, like Mothers of Liberty or something like that? I think they would have a very lot of a lot of trouble with Equius. Well they, yes, they, well, they Moms for Mo- Liberty. That's that's who I'm they they hate they children have a point though. This one time. <laughs> they hate children, so no, they no, probably no. would actually no. be okay with it. Actually? No, no 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 no. But the, see, they pretend that they would be protecting the children no matter what. They would target him. I mean, I don't know. I feel like Mobs of Liberty would be okay if their uh, if their child was acting up and got taught something by a teacher. Yeah, yeah. honestly, given that it's Mobs for Liberty, and given that Equius is up against Delma here, they'd be way more against Delma since she's gay. <laughs> oh, this is that's, true. Uh, I, would, I think we're I ready I... to take this to the take this to the vote. <laughs> so, Jordan, okay. who's the better kindergarten teacher? I'd have to go with Velma because anyone who could teach how to solve mysteries would probably be would be really good. Art, who's the better kindergarten teacher? Uh, Velma because I like I like kid detectives. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> and nobody just to round it out. Who's the better Who's the better kindergarten teacher? I feel that I have to say Equius just so he gets a vote. <laughs> oh, <Awesome>. thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Equius is go Equius is going down to the bottom half of the list and uh-huh. he's going to go up against Sh- Schneider. Schneider. Who who Schneider. okay, I'm going to have to explain who the hell Schneider is again. Because, why did I do that to myself? But the only th- Schneider I know of is Dark Schneider from Bastard. There's a Schneider the detective in the Emily the Strange novels. <laughs> Oh no, the hyperlink on the thing is the wrong hyperlink for Schneider. What? There's also Schneider as in Schneider's Meats. Let me try refreshing. Oh, yeah, that is, no, you're right. That does link to Velma Dinkley. I have to fix that. Uh... Velma, we anyway... meet again on the field of battle. Oh no. Oh, Reverse 1999, the game I haven't played. Alright, there we go. Now it has the right link for Schneider. Anyways, Schneider is uh, Schneider is a, is a mafia leader from Chicago in the 1920s. She is 18 years she is 18 years old and despite not being a wizard herself, has stolen magic wand has magic wand guns and has infiltrated a group of magic supremacists to avoid the weird time apocalypse that the game is based around. 
Uh, she ends up falling in love with the soft butch Bane character and and dies to sa- to save oh, her life. I mean, sad, but that's good. Hmm. Oh, this is the one that uh, M was uh, was sad about, wasn't she? This is the one that I was sad about. Yes, yes. that's that's who I'm talking about. Yes, sorry, I still still not okay. used to your voice. Anyway, sorry. Well, I certainly have a an opinion here that. All right, sorry. No, we, the new challenge for the new challenge you have against Schneider is deadliest assassin. Hmm. Mm. Equius, I believe, would want to team up. She Schneider remind would remind him of a uh, cat girl he knows of, Nepata, at least from first glance. This is our. This is my thought. But if her push goes to shove. Is the assassination at long range or short? I mean, I think I think it just comes down to who could if if you Snyder is going to probably prefer to do it at longer range than Equius because you know she has she has guns and he might try it at long range with a bow and then fail and then have to go in and punch them to death. So the thing is, he will he will at the very least strong jump all the way to the to the assassin target and it depends on whether or not this leap of his is faster than her bullets now her her bullets are her bullets are magic they are they're traveling very fast yes but he is the one who instead of building to his gate just leapt up there in a moment hmm no, I mean Schneider does though have a has a has like a history of of doing assassinations. That's her main. That's how she built herself up in the built herself up in the in the mob. Is like she was she was a hitman and was was whacking people. Equius Equius is yes. you know he he wanted to go be a he wanted he to go a, be a knight in the Alternian army and whatnot, but he never got to. Yes, yes. because he's a teenager. And Schneider is a teenager, and she did get to go and she did get to go murder people. Well, I'm just saying that he would use his, his strong leaps to go from one from point A to point B very quickly and just bull rush them I into a pace. I have to ask the question. I mean, would he be okay with assassinations? It sounds like he wants to be a knight and is generally a good guy. This is true. Assass- assassination is not very honorable. This is, this is a true thing. This is a very true thing. But you asked, how would they do against each other in this task? Nope. I would like to point out that all assassination means is killing an important target, and uh, knights would be doing that all the time. Yeah. I feel like the general modern assumption, <laughs> though, is that you're like doing it underhandedly. You're not finding important targets. Just well, out I mean, about. you're doing it for money, but so would a soldier. Yes, a soldier is doing it for honor. <laughs> yeah, <That's> really. <laughs> I guess, to be fair, the guy who tried to assassinate James Madison did just kind of walk up to him in the park one day. Uh, base. I guess technically so did the guy who got out. So did the guy who got Shinzo Abe. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, he, he, got a, he got a whole uh, domino effect going. Oh, uh, yeah. no. Still going. All right. Oh, sorry. You want to say something? Add something else to add? I. I was going to say it really just depends on whether mm-hmm. this has to involve self or not, because sometimes this, some just because it's an assassination doesn't necessarily mean it has to be, you know, 
quiet. I don't, I don't, no, I don't think it necessarily has to involve stealth. Yes. So in that case, I think they're both equally very good at it. I think that they would definitely get the job done. Oh, there's definitely no doubt about that. Whoever these, whoever they've been hired to kill is definitely going to die. It's just who would, who's going to be more efficient at it and could do more of them. Hmm. Well, that wasn't part of the question. I think think that's how I would qualify deadliest. Is you're able to do well. well, If we're going by deadliest, I would go with Equus because of the collateral damage. Because I don't think it it would go very well. I don't think it would be quick and clean, clean and and. I mean, if we're going by whoever whoever can kill the most, if if it got down uh, to it, if it in in a way that is uh, with their power, I mean, you could just choose any American president and they would win. So. Alright, I so think easy these days. Uh, I think we're ready to take it take mm, it to the vote. Uh Jordan, who's the yes. who's the deadliest assassin? I think Equus is the deadliest because they they're, they're practically deadly to themselves at this point. Alright. Art, who's the deadliest assassin? Uh I don't know. That witch lady sounds cool. Alright, that's uh, a tie. Nobody to as the tiebreaker, who's the deadliest assassin? I hate being the breaking vote on this because I don't know enough about either of these characters, but just based on what y'all have said so far, I have to guess Equius on account of apparently exploding city blocks just by walking around. Huzzah! <laughs> Sorry. All right. Strength wins out. In a way, it, it kind of makes sense because Equius is his own tactical nuke. Just drop him in the city and that's it. And Equius is placed at number four. Directly below Velma Dinkley and above Schneider. The B and C ones are backwards for Equius. Yes, the, the yes cells. they I, are. I, I did it I, the wrong way on the other sheet. I will fix. The, I will fix those all after the episode. Okay. I, I just wanted. I just wanted to point yep, out no, you are, that later. Yeah, you are correct. I will fix yes. that after the episode. Equius from Dan Beardo. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right, and that. I'm very talented. Good work. And that will bring us to our second character. His damage scanners gave him the ideal edgy persona. A bit of a doofus who might think with his piston rod when it comes with enemy spider girls. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a wolf. Represented by by Jordan. It's Silverbolt from Transformers Beast Wars. Or Beasties in the original Canadian. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that they couldn't use wars in... Oh, yes, but Beasties. <laughs> Yay, Silvervolt. Yes, tell us a little about Silvervolt. So, I mean, while Equus might be a fail son, uh, Silvervolt's kind of just a big doofus. And I just love him, because he's, like Equus, he's always trying to do what's best. He has his own code of honor that is vaguely based off of chivalry and, and stuff like that. But it's not like he doesn't it's not like he can't see uh, things in terms of gray, even though he tries his best to put things in black and white. And it's kind of funny because, you know, he over Beast Wars, he does kind of, like, develop a very interesting character arc. I Some of, the, some of my favorite parts in that series is just him trying to both be good, but also be bad. <laughs> like, trying... To save or help uh, Black Arachnia, even though she's a bad guy at times. Uh, I still love it. 
the part when he's like on house arrest and Cheetor has to go capture Black Arachnia and he just does not want to let let to do that, so he has to so he goes to try and get her himself. And he just punch like sucker punches Cheetor by apologizing first before he even sucker punches him, which I love. And then <laughs> and then before he leaves, he's like, Are you okay? He's like, Yeah, just a little dizzy. He's like, Well, then I'm sorry again, and then knocks him out again. So like that's that's really him, is that you know, he's trying to do his best, but he's also trying not to hurt everyone, even though he has to sometimes. Alright. Are you ready for your ready to go into the first challenge? Sure. Alright. Versus Equ versus Equius the Hawk. Okay. Who is the fastest lumberjack? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. This is actually a tough one because like like we've said with uh Equius's you know ability he doesn't okay you know what it depends on how you went if he has a lumberjack if you want logs i think aqueous could take out a whole forest rather quickly but i think it would only be splinters i think at least i, I think silver bulk could at least get you i think a stack yeah. of logs for yeah. you in a, in a in timely manner. i think the definition of a lumberjack is someone who cuts down trees for logs uh yeah. So yeah, yeah. Yes, they're, yes, they're not is. logs at the end. They're they're not a lump. It's not very good lumberjacking. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think no. Equus would win, or I think Equus would lose because he would basically splitterfy the entire force as opposed to Silverbolt basically giving us a, a pile of lumber. Well, now to be fair, it doesn't say the best lumberjack. It said the fastest. Yeah, but I feel like, I feel like mm, the definition is true. still it's still in play. Like you would still need logs at the end. No. <laughs> Now, here's the thing. Equius could still just uh, do a very quick tap at the base of the trees, and only, like, a few feet would uh, splinterfy. The rest would probably fall down away from him. I think it would also take uh, Equius maybe a few tries before you get it. Well, at least Silverbolt can just keep chopping away. So... Well, yes. I think it... I I guess I guess it, it would I would I would argue it, with time and effort it would be a very close fight but I think at least Silverbolt has the initial starting advantage which I think in a fir in a first try situation so Silverbolt would win like if they just did it without like any any wind up or anything it's like just do this task Silverbolt would win it the first time through If this was like oh well we've done mm. this before time for us to do it again I think Equius would have a better would have a better chance at winning. All right, I think we're ready to go in, into the vote. Um, Art, who's the faster lumberjack? Oh, I'm going with the with the with the robot. All right, <laughs> and nobody. Who's the faster lumberjack? I mean, yeah, it's it's hard to refute the uh, not logs if they're a pile of splinters argument. So I'm gonna have to go with Silverbolt. All right, Silverbolt, take. Well, you didn't. You didn't ask me. The way this works is that if it's your, if it's a character that you're, you're the advocate of. That's why I keep track of it between episodes. Is that you, you, you your vote gets your vote gets counted at the end if there's if there's a tie. But otherwise, no. Oh, oh, okay. But, but what if we're honorable and we vote for our opponent because we're so unbothered? Well, then that will matter for the tie oh, okay. breaking, now, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Silverbolt is moving up. <laughs> Fair enough. And we'll go against Friska. Oh, no. Go against Friska Circuit, the other Homestuck troll. Mm. God damn. 
and thing you'd least want to meet in a dark alley. Oh. <laughs> Gosh darn it. Yes. Oh, I can't I can't argue. Yeah, I can't argue against Silverbolt for that. They Frisco's the one I wouldn't want to meet. Wait, between Silver Silverbolt Silver Silver would be like would be like a big big old pal oh, be like, easy. Oh, I'm sorry, are you okay? Here, let me walk you to the bus stop. And, oh, and here's a couple here's some change for, for or a cab or an Uber or something like that. Like Silverbolt would make sure you got home safely. I don't know what Fristo would do. Frisco <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> would, would, at the very least, um, mug you. I don't. I think I, it's I'm, a little I'm unfair to Friska. Friska only if she thought it would be only if she thought it would be fun to be awful to you. Yes, but I'm just saying is that Are the you, the ops the option for really? you to get mugged by her is always possible with her. I don't think that's po- it's always possible with Silverbolt. I honestly think Silverbolt's first reaction of meeting someone in a dark alley would be see that they safely got out of the dark valley or uh, dark, dark alley. Vriska just would depends would depend on her mood mm-hmm. and whether she knew you or felt like she knew you. All right. Well, with I mean, the other side of it is that she might uh, uh, pretend to uh, like you and just. Uh, leads you back to her mother to feed. Oh, sadly, yeah. All right. Well, with with Silverbolt, with Silverbolt's uh, advocate throwing in the towel on this one, I'm still going to have to take it to the vote. Art, who would you least want to meet in the dark alley? I don't know anything, Homestuck. Yeah, that's fair. Honestly. But yeah, I can. Uh, Dan, who would you like least like to meet in the dark alley? Well, honestly. Okay, definitely Briscoe, but yeah. And nobody, you got to take. Uh, well, I mean, apart from this just being a pretty bad matchup for Silverbolt, I always want to meet a cool robot. Yeah, I was going to say, like Silverbolt's also a robot, <laughs> and in his beast form, a dog bird. I mean, who wouldn't want to meet that? Yeah. Okay, but this is yeah. This who is wouldn't want to meet that? Want to meet. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Sorry, Silverfolk. You got done. You got you got done dirty that one. But you are going back. You are going down for your final match against Velma Dinkley, where you will be. Mm. Who will be better at alpine skiing? Mm. Well, right off the bat, there's definitely a scuba. Yeah, I was gonna say right off the bat. I think I was gonna say I think Velma has already done alpine skiing. I think. I think. Yeah. At the very least, Silverbolt could keep himself from falling over. If there's one thing that uh, uh, that he's shown is that he's capable of adapting quickly to certain situations, and the fact that even in his robot form he has wings, which he has used numerous times to just, in all kinds of situations, he at least would keep himself upright, and if he actually did accidentally go over a cliff, not die. Now, that's a very good point. Great stabilizer downhill. I don't know if that would make him a better, better thing in general, though. Like, yeah, in a race, I don't know if that would be an advantage or would. Well, it's not a race. It's just who's better at it. And frankly, like he would be better than Velma if he's got prehensile access to those wings while in robot form. I mean, that's that's fantastic stabilizers. He can get some great air with that. That sounds like a good point to me. He could he could cheat like Northstar did, and yeah, uh, I that think... one. Uh, Olympics game. <laughs> like, if you have the power of flight, you could you 
could uh, you could oh, you but, could do oh, a lot see, of stuff no, with skis if yeah. you could fly. Um, now, now, now that you pointed out that it might be cheating, that he would he would personally make sure not to use his wings if if it was an actual like a fair like a a fair contest kind of thing. So that might be, I I still go with silver bolt, but if if stiff, but I think again it's one of those things where like depending on this the rules given to them. It, it would come close. Just, just to make it interesting, I'm going to say that no, we would not consider using your wings for this cheating, just because otherwise, you know, he's the, the poor the poor boy is going to handicap himself and everything. Yeah, I, I would just say make sure that Vilma goes down the hill first, because otherwise, uh, his giant metal frame <laughs> is going to uh, sink down and just demolish all of the snow. Mm-hmm. That's. Just create a, a, a trowel that no yes. one can get out of. Yes. Well, the other thing you have to consider is that Velma has like a 40% chance of losing her glasses on the slopes, and that's going to be a problem. Uh, oh, no. Also, would you uh, would you consider not being bothered by the obstacles in front of you making you a better skier? <laughs> like trees? I suppose, small rocks? I suppose if you know, you could just like plow through it, that's an advantage. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you could just juggernaut through everything, I think that would also be enough. Uh, too bad it's not Equus. Cause... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trees, rocks, boulders, the uh, lodge at the bottom. That snowman that runs up from the bottom of the screen and tries to get you? Oh, yeah, he's done. I just thought that was an abominable snowman. Yeah. It is. All right. Uh, who's oh, I, ready yes. to take that to yeah. the boat? Um, Art, who's the better alpine I'm skier? I'm going with the robot again. All right. Dan, who's the better alpine skier? Honestly, I think in terms of actual of actually being able to be skilled at it, Velma. In terms of better, your your tiebreaker again, nobody. Marvelous. Uh, honestly, I think I've got to lean Velma on this one. Silverbolt's definitely got some advantages, but I think she's going to be better on a technical level. All right, then Silverbolt is placed below. Velma Dinkley, but above Equius. Hmm. Yeah, that's not a bad spot. Yeah. Good company. Number four is the place to be tonight. Our next contestant. Marvel's hero of the open road. No, not Ghost Rider. No, not U.S. Archer either. No, not Team America. Why would you even ask about Team America? Nobody remembers them unless they're halfway through reading the Claremont run. It's a mutant with a need for speed and a kick-ass fursuit represented by Art. It's Razorback. Tell us about Razorback, please. Uh, they're, they have they have my favorite type of mutant power, which is just a thing anyone can do. Uh, which is uh, they can instantly learn how to drive any vehicle that they like. They, they're masters at driving any vehicle. Uh, they also have a boar suit made after a Razorback with electrical spine. If you grab from behind, they're just like, ah, you know, you get shocked. As well as uh, they also uh, drive a spaceship around that they stole from NASA, which I feel is pretty sweet. Also, they're a mutant. Uh, I, I didn't know if I mentioned that. Uh, I like to think that they're on Krakoa, but no, no, they'd be in the space. They'd be in space right now. Whatever. I'm not going to get into my are they in Krakoa uh, thing. I don't, th- um, I don't think but- they would be in Krakoa just because I don't think they have cars in Krakoa. I think no, but like he does have he does have a spaceship <laughs> called Pig Three. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, so yeah. I mean, Krakoa did annex Mars, so like that would be a useful person. Yeah. Actually, yeah. oh, he could he could yeah. he could do shuttle service. 
between uh I forgot what they call Mars. It's not Mars anymore. What do they call it? It's Oh, I think it's Akrako or something. Okay. It's Arako, I think, or something like that. It's new Arako or something like that. Um, but like, I mean, could do shuttle service. But I think I'd like to think that he's in that uh, that space diner with with US uh, with US eight uh, US one. Yeah. So, by the way, US one was uh, one of the uh, one of the many trucker heroes that was uh, right. made in the seventies and from Marvel. Yeah. His whole thing is he could hear CB radio because oh, no. he has a metal cap in his head. And eventually he went to space yeah. too. That's what is what is spaceships, but just giant trucks. Yeah. Well, that's what they say actually in the in the in the comic. So, <laughs> uh, he also has an evil brother like Gracer X, <laughs> but with trucks. It's it's real cool. cool. I don't know why I'm arguing for a US one right now. Uh okay, Razor uh, back. I, I don't know. I, I just cool. want to say one thing about or this guy. Right. Stole from the like, government. I, I see his picture and all I can say is he, he looks like if uh Demon Slayer came out in the eighties and they tried to adapt it for the American audiences and he's Inosuke. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's not a bad comparison, actually. Oh, also, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> also also his name is Buford T. Hollis. Uh he was uh, he's one of the only like okay, yeah. Sawin, uh heroes, um, and he was replaced okay. Scroll during uh, Secret Invasion, but then was rescued. And then he—I don't know—I don't think he lost his powers. And even if he did, like he does have the powers of I can drive things I mean, real well, which presumably, is yeah, presumably something you like, can just do. The, yeah. Is the power of I can drive things well. That, that, is that the only reason that he can drive things well, or does he just retain those skills after he starts to know it? I mean, I uh, feel like the closest equivalent to that would be like Prodigy, who has the same power, but for anything, he could just learn how to do anything, and he retained mm. the powers of everything he learned how to do. Yeah, but Prodigy's mm. almost when he like a level. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I like to think yeah, that... And, I... he, and he had to consci- consciously work to keep to keep the powers right like if he didn't if he didn't like think about it or let it go he would eventually lose it to his short-term memory well i mean if razorback was in space i feel like he'd have to he'd be practicing driving his spaceship enough oh, actually yeah. you know what yeah. i could answer that yeah. he did lose his powers after m day yes. uh but he yeah. uh, but he again he has the power <laughs> of anyone who has enough time to do something so uh yeah, and di- and didn't the, like the the Stepford Cuckoos like say it's like yeah you're they're still like within your neurons we can reactivate some of those things you learned right and they and they were able to do that yeah he definitely got his powers back <laughs> I mean how how is he going to learn how to ride like the newest like electric uh, like unicycle <laughs> yeah. or something at the at the very least he's definitely got the bat sense Krakoa because everyone has <laughs> yeah even if he decided not to stay there, he definitely stopped into BL like, hey, can, can I get my, can I die and come back and get my power, get my power no, back? He was Thanks. on the new X-Factor Wait, team, wasn't he? I like the, th- uh, on Krakoa. Was yeah, it? I think, yeah, I think he also started the idea of, like, having a, <laughs> a corpse farm. Because, no yeah. one did it for mutants before. Yeah. That is actually a good point. Yeah. But, all right, yeah, let's, but I'll, Think yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, solid. Mm-hmm. Solid. So he's a, a, a built like a brick shit house. Oh yeah, as well. So I mean, he's a guy, he's a guy from the from the eight, from the seventies. Like all 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 Marvel characters from then are are like just 
He's a trucker, and he's and he's from Arkansas. Really, I don't. I'll, I'll just look. I wouldn't. I would argue he doesn't even have a fur suit. He just has a hood. That's true. Yeah, that's this like. But I mostly just used the word fursuit in the intro to be funny, but yeah, it is mostly just in the hood. It's just a hood. He just has a heavy hood. Alright. Yeah. Oh, would it be a furskin? Uh, don't say that, please. So let's take him to the <laughs> to his actual challenges. It, it covers his head. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, his first challenge versus, versus Silvervolt is... A dance-off. Mm. Unfortunately, I don't think your diminution power to drive is going to be particularly helpful in this. Uh, well, no, but it's pretty well established by the trucker movies in the American 70s that all of those guys can get down. Yeah. Also, I just I mean, don't think Silverbolt could dance well. He strikes me yeah, as a guy who yeah. does not know how to dance. Yeah, I hate to say it, but even if it's not true, he does kind of strike me as the white guy type that would, you know, in dancing type and type of situations. Thanks, Silverbolt is one of those that has two left feet, just by, <laughs> like, character. And being quadrupedal. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, he also, we we also know that uh, Buford Hollis is, is a gentleman. Which means he'd have to learn at least how to dance a little bit, so he could like woo the ladies with with his mm, uh, mm. sweet cutting the rug abilities as well. Yeah, I mean, I would like to to support Silverbolt, but I think other than possibly throwing out a sudden actual good the robot dance, which I think is maybe something secretly all Transformers can do, I don't think he's he's got a very large list of uh, moves as it was. And I will. St- I will say famously because everyone loves uh, Razor uh, back. Um, he did. He he did have a a lovey, <laughs> and he'd have to dance with her at least once. <laughs> and what what is what is dancing but piloting the body in a way? That that's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, I'm gonna have to uh, say no because you are not piloting a flesh Gundam. <laughs> but what if you were? Well, I would okay. So, do you want to get into the phil- philosophical? Well, I mean, like, okay, even beyond that, if he can learn that... to pilot any vehicle, if he does get into a flesh gundam, can he make that dance? Yeah, yes. there you go. Yeah, if it's a vehicle, <laughs> and then he would be in the Gundam Wing Endless Waltz uh, OAV or Evangelion. All right. I, well, he doesn't have he doesn't have a depressed mom, so oh yeah, mm-hmm. so he can't be in the, the one the one thing he can't the one thing his power won't let him drive. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the one mom he can't uh, you know, get into. Turn into right, a robot. Take this, one to the, take this one to the vote. <laughs> Dan, who's the better dancer? <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. Dan, who's the better dancer? Hmm? Oh, you, you were asking me yeah. first. Oh, uh, Buford. All right, one for Razorback. Nobody. Who's the better dancer? Yeah, I gotta stick with Buford. Sorry. Aww. All right, but not 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 unexpected. All right, Buford is going up against Velma Dinkley. And the task is... The eternal foe of the episode. (laughs) That's what happens when everyone just keeps getting stuck in the middle. Mm -hmm. Hurting cats. Oh. (laughs) I'm just going to put this out there for Velma. She's definitely 
got more experience with dogs than cats. So I think, feel like that'd be a disadvantage here. Yeah, but she's also uh, heard Shaggy and Scooby as a co- collective group. I could be wrong, but I think yeah, I remember she... Velma being allergic to cats. That does sound like a thing, a thing that mm. might have been a joke in at least one episode across one sh- a show somewhere. Yeah. Uh, okay, no, I'm sorry. I am wrong. I would argue that uh, being able to uh, maybe drive a vehicle that is long in a way that's very intricate so the cat should run away in a certain way uh, could happen. Like, if he was able to get, like, one of those, like, tiny trains... Um, he'd be able to perfectly pilot it. I do think, like, yeah, it's, yeah. You give him oh, a little yes. RC. You give him like a little RC remote control thing to get in there and just scare the spook the cats in the direction he wants. He's 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 got this. Yeah, like I, I mean, I think I think he's I like I really think like most. I think most things could be solved by piloting something, whether the body or the or a tiny vehicle of some sort. So I feel like I mean I feel like he wins in this one. Because also, uh, Velma doesn't seem to be the type that can see after the cat, like, trips her. Because cats will trip you. This is true. Cat, cat, so. I have, as someone who has a broken pair of glasses and has to wait another week before I could get them, could get them replaced, because a cat knocked them off my face and broke an arm, that's a serious hazard. Uh, On the other hand, she does have, as... I believe it was uh, Patch who uh, mentioned it. Uh, does have experience in corralling her uh, her friend group, which can be very similar to herding of cats. They they have a tendency to go all over the place, especially those two. So, uh, you you have another point to make, nobody? Yes, I just wanted to say that like this is Velma Dinkley we're talking about. She's an expert in every subject on the planet. This Surely, if there's a book about how to do this, she would have read it. But would she be able to put it into practice? <laughs> okay, I would like to argue though. I feel like most books would say herding cats is really hard. <laughs> yes, but that's why you have a book about how to do it. Exactly. Well, no, you have a book saying you don't do it because it's really hard, and why would you do be doing it? There, there, you know, why would you, why would you try? Uh, if you have a book that says that, you have a bad book. Yes. <laughs> How did you get a, a publishing contract for this book, for this uh, brochure? It's written, written really well. Uh, my book entitled Just Give Up is now... <laughs> The self anti help. Hmm. It seems most. I'm, I'm just doing a search on good Goodreads for this. Most things about hurting cats are are using it as a metaphor for something else. We got one that hurting cats a primer for programmers. Uh hurting cats. Uh, Sarah Scribble's comic memoir. Uh, I would like to point out that there are in fact books also called Just Give Up. Like, like, okay, there... Hurting cats being advice to aspiring academic and research leaders. I'm mean, not surprised. There are, there are books kind of that are uh, that mis, uh, misunderstood Nietzsche completely. Um, and think that he just meant give up. Oh, hmm. everything sucks. Yeah, I mean, seeing the uh, seeing the current trend of like. Media illiteracy. I, I I cannot. I I cannot discount the fact that there would be people who would just say, "Yeah, no, that, that's that's what that means." Yeah. So. 
Yeah. All right. Well, let's take this to the vote. Um, Jordan, who's going to be better at herding cats? Mm. Honestly, I'm actually kind of thinking Buford's got a little bit of an edge on this. All right. Dan, who's going to be better at herding cats? Well, I mean, if, if Buford has access to an RC uh, train or what have you, then yeah, he's he's got the uh, the edge on it just to like spook the cats into uh, a particular direction. All right, then Buford has this, but for completion's sake, uh, nobody who's who's going to be better at herding cats. I honestly think this is Velma. She has so much experience with positive reinforcement and animal behavior that. <laughs> All right, well, Buf. Buford is moving yeah. up and is going to go up against the number two character, Fris- Friska Circuit, in a game of beach volleyball. Mm. Uh, Buford's uh, tall. Mm. I don't know. And like Friska is a thir- Friska is a thirteen year old. She's probably not tall, despite you know maybe who not actually sure about what the supposed size of trolls are supposed to be. But I feel like a thirteen year old is probably shorter than. Oh, then Buford. I was going to say. Also, she is sort of in the uh, in the range of your uh, goth girl type that doesn't like to go out in the sun. Oh yeah, this is true. Trolls can't go out in the sun. Oh, uh, Buford is. Uh, or I don't. I don't. We're just calling him by his name now uh, because he's that relatable. I mean, that's it's, he's that relatable. Hey, uh, yeah, but uh, but. Yeah, well, yeah. his name is yeah, Buford. That's Razorback. a good name to say. He, he is uh, six foot eight. Um, <laughs> that that is really tall, and also you know fairly competent at you know moving around and stuff. He was able to like stand up against Spider Man when fighting him hmm. in his first appearance. So, see, like the only thing I could hmm. say going for Vriska is that she's super competitive and she wouldn't like back down from a challenge, and she's also willing to basically just kill you to win. If that basically would count as like a win, but but also if they couldn't go into the yeah, sun, I then know. I feel like that also might be against. Well, it's a little it's a little dubious whether she could go into an Earth sun. She can't go into the sun on her home planet, yeah. which is giant and weird. But mm-hmm. oh, she could make him fa- maybe make him. She could make him fall asleep telepathically. That's the one thing she can do to humans. But he is a mutant from the Marvel that Universe, and if he's been on Krakoa, they've definitely been giving everyone some basic. Okay, here's what you need to do to not get hurt, to not be affected by telepaths classes. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people skip that class. Hmm. Well, he yeah. also he also trained he also trained in the uh, fifty state initiative. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, which definitely would oh, have yeah. during. Yeah, he definitely would have. Yeah, he definitely would have had anti brainwashing uh, training because all shield uh, personnel over Add, a certain level gets that they get. But that wasn't hit. We don't. That know wasn't him. That was the scroll. No, he trained. No, 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 no. Specifically, though, he was rescued, and then he went uh, back on the team and was trained with Tigra specifically. So he did get training. After he came back, got back. Oh, okay. he, he did get training after he got saved. Yeah, then he would be in like they'd have. Probably put special emphasis on that for the people who came back from the scroll yeah, stuff. So I feel like he would have at least basic yeah. mental shielding. Yeah, he could, could probably then risk it. Probably at least have a pretty good chance of withstanding Riska's 
Lim- like limited on human telepathy. In, uh, yeah, Marvel Universe is so common to a point that it's almost common idea that some people know that oh, I'm being mind manipulated is enough to try and be a a rudimentary sh- shield. Like not always, it doesn't work, but it's like oh no, I'm being mind controlled, and you can use that as a basis well, to it, create your own mind shields. It. <laughs> It doesn't. Okay, so I will. I will go one of two ways, and this is, by the way, we're stepping into Marvel stuff. So, uh, but, uh, um, the the whole thing about telepathy and um being able to mind control people, um, it definitely is a subcurrent through enough that like you have to have a separate like superhero based law system, mm-hmm. uh, like superhero yeah. law, uh, basically. Uh, so I. Like when when we're talking about like um like basic like shielding and stuff, it's basically like an extra layer in your brain where like your brain is like lucid. Like it's just like it's like think of it like uh instead of a um think of it like your super think of it as your super ego. Yeah, think of it like your no like ego. Super ego. Whatever. Whatever between it and whatever. It's it's basically like a way for your brain to disassociate from your body, um, like willingly, okay, yeah, whenever you're not in control of it, basically. Hmm. So you're saying that basically, statistically, like a good chunk yeah, of Marvel superheroes all have a all have a not crazy Batman of Zurina. Uh, a good chunk that have like the training, yeah. Yeah, and high level shield, um, high level government. Yeah. If they're smart, government employees that are high level. Um, and there's also mechanical stuff as well. At the very least, almost yeah. every X Band has this. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. That all started because Wolverine got it, and everyone thought it was cool. Yeah, you would. It also could be put in by. And, and I also, I also think that there'd probably be like a fairly like I don't know this one hundred percent. But there would probably be a fairly like active market for like basic anti psionic attacks as well, no. uh, for um for like uh like mechanical stuff because there is mechanical stuff you can just kind of have on you that will prevent you from being mind controlled by under a certain level. So okay, yes, but like eighty yeah. percent of that market is just random parts in a box. Yeah, I was I was gonna say like the Alex Jones method of just like oh this will uh, keep you from getting. Telepath. I feel. I feel like. I feel like. Uh, like Stark. Like Tony Stark would be a dumbass if he didn't sell like like yeah, low level anti and... like oh, mind yeah. tampering stuff because he definitely made anti mind tampering stuff before. Well, and well, he has because he <laughs> was on the onslaught event and he was specifically. on We the do team not have time to get into so onslaught. I'm not going to get into it. On- <laughs> 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 Oh, absolutely not! <laughs> no, but this is the wrong podcast for that. But I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like uh, Razorback is tall. He's fairly in control of his body because he wouldn't be that built if he wasn't. Uh, and also, he's uh, you know he has a lot of uh, uh, he has a lot of endurance. So I feel like he'd be able to win. Now, I do want to say that both Riska and Razorback. <laughs> do have pointy things on their heads, and that's a disadvantage for both of them on playing beach volleyball, <laughs> but since they both have it, it pretty much evens out. But also, I would I would argue that he could just take off the hood that he has on as well. <laughs> it's a hat. It's not, like, attached to it permanently. Yeah, I mean, his is a hat. 
he's just he's he's probably just an <laughs> undiagnosed autis, uh, autistic uh, person who just really likes boars, <laughs> and and he really just needs the uh, the head hug. As a person who's undiagnosed autistic, like I definitely have an obsession with boars. So, like, I mean, I associate with him a lot. Oh, so that's why you chose him. Uh, partly, but also he's a dumb character. <laughs> that's he's a dumb character with a very neat with a very neat power that would be fu- that's fun to throw in something like this. Yeah, that's absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, it's time for the vote. Jo- Jordan, who's winning at beach volleyball? I think Buford got, has got this one. Maybe some trouble, but he'd still get it eventually. Dan, who who's uh, winning at beach volleyball? She's my girl, but no, Buford takes it. All right, and for completion, nobody. Yeah, I just can't get past the can't go out in the sun thing unless they're playing midnight volleyball. Or I like think she has indoor, but even then. Well, if it's indoor, it's not beach volleyball. You can have a beach indoors. You can have an indoor beach, just like that giant indoor. Feet place yeah. in Japan. Don't, um, d- uh, don't, d- didn't you watch TikTok a couple of years ago where that one girl made a beach inside oh of her no, apartment? No, I've never heard that, but you know what? No. You know, I've never watched <laughs> awful. That sounds really awful and like the worst. I, yeah. I almost feel bad yeah, for the landlord. The clout she got. Ugh, I don't know. I feel, ugh, you, you almost had me until al- you said, I said landlord. almost. Uh, <laughs> Like that that apartment's going to have that apartment's going to be sandy forever. All I remember is that apparently the the, the Japanese companies that made like those indoor parks basically had to repurpose welding material. Like they used to just weld things together to make like longer limos or bigger uh tanker ships. And you're like, "What can we do with this uh, on land?" And then they're like, "Hey, maybe we can make a wave pool." Uh, how does that, I don't understand how that Crosses over, I, but you know, sure. <laughs> I don't either. I don't understand, but that is pretty much how it went. It's like is like we started with welding. Uh, we got wave technology. Let's make an indoor wave park. Like that's right. that's the steps of how it got to that. Sure. I. You know what? I I've heard less logical reasons from businesses, so I believe it. Yeah, like the uh, business that wanted to make pizzas on the. Uh... Like in the vehicle that was delivering them. Oh yeah, they went out of business real quick. <laughs> yeah, they were called Zoom. They zoomed into the grave. Buford Razorback has got what has got a shot at the number at the number one slot. If he could beat Peridot from Steven Universe and become the most notorious outlaw. Well, I mean, he's kind of got that in the bag, right? He's a trucker in the seventies. <laughs> okay, uh, you know what? One thing you need. Uh, you need a cool ride, yeah, to be like a, a like an outlaw. Um, mm. and uh, he literally has a ship named the Big Pig Three. Yeah, and as as we all as we all know from the night from the seventy song Convoy, their tr- truckers are just are just very scary out are just like yeah, very he scary out as a trucker. But like he could do he could mm. like okay like he could he could ride like a really cool hog. But like he could ride a really cool motorcycle. He could ride a really cool boat. He could. Ride, I mean, just think of anything that's a cool vehicle. He has it. And like being an half half of being an outlaw is just like having a presence, having a look, and just doing some cool shit. And I feel like he can do it. Now, now Paradod is like a science fiction space engineer, and she's she's got a space she's got a spaceship. She could compete compete with him in that. 
and she also has the the ability to sight to control control metal with her mind like not quite magneto level i could do anything magnetism powers but she could probably she could definitely fuck up a vehicle or two yeah but let and depending on if she has her, uh, if she has her uh, limb extenders, she could at least you know come up to his chest. I, I'm just, I'm, I, I just think that like if if we're going for notorious outlaw or infamous outlaw, I feel like I feel like a like a three foot tall nerd isn't going to be that notorious outlaw. Like Razorback's definitely got the better look as an outlaw. A three foot tall nerd with laser fingers. Like, like he has a look. Like, first off, he has a look. He could have, he could ride some really cool stuff. And like, sure, will he lose a thing one or two times? Yeah, that just adds to his mistake. I'd hate to say it, but I think Peridot would be more better as a co-pilot to to uh, Razorback being a notorious, uh, like trucker villain kind of thing. Oh, like uh, Chewie to his <laughs> uh, Han Solo. Yeah, honestly, that yeah, that would be a, that would be a pretty fun pair. I mean. They're both they're both autistic. I would I would watch that series. Yeah, two strongly autistic coded uh yeah. a villain yeah, of people who started out as villains. Just be sniping at each other, be like, oh yeah. man. Yeah. Didn't mean that. Yeah, one of them's really one of them's really tall yeah. and one of them's really small. That's like I mean that's already most dynamics there. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if we could think of if if we could think of a good reason why she would have an eggs reference, we could call the show Green Eggs and Ham. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's a stretch. <laughs> that is a bit of a stretch, but you know, <laughs> paradox gems okay. do tend to <laughs> paradox gems do have a tendency to get uh, made into like I think spheres. So maybe. All right. Uh, on that note, let's take it to the vote, Jordan. Who's the better outlaw? Uh I'm gonna have to go with Razorback. Buford just seems like he would he, he would pull it off much quicker, much easier, and a little bit more stylish. Alright, Dan, who's the better outlaw? I'm gonna have to go with favoritism here and go with Paradox. Alright. Nobody? Who's the better outlaw? I really should cycle these so you're not always a tiebreaker, but I haven't been doing it yet. I'm gonna be consistent through the episode. Well, fair enough. Uh no, you know, I mean I just Decades of American trucker culture have firmly established the idea of the trucker as the greatest American outlaw in my mind, so it's got to be Buford. <laughs> All right, Buford takes it and is our new number one there character. No. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Good luck dethroning him. You can solve anything with a vehicle. <laughs> All right, and we're time to head into our fourth character. Oh yeah, there's another character. Yeah, we got we got two more of them to go. <laughs> Everyone's favorite metaphor for the fear and arousal inherent in emerging adolescent sexuality. For the longest time, I was sure the lyrics to his song were pants, magic pants, for obvious reasons. Represented by nobody, David Bowie. It's Jareth, the Goblin King from Labyrinth. Hello, hi. <laughs> uh. Jareth. I don't even know where to start. Depending on which book you're reading, he's either a 300-year-old Italian man, or a 10,000-year-old manifestation of something beyond reality, or a teenage girl's awakening into her sexuality. He's incredible, and I wanted to be him when I grew up, until I realized I could do that and also have boobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, are you ready to go into Jareth? Into Jared's challenges. 
I mean, what, like, what could you throw at me that he couldn't handle? Come on. <laughs> uh, not stealing a child? <laughs> okay, yes, I guess if you put him in a not stealing babies competition, he might have some difficulty. I mean, I feel like he'd be, like, the first one to lose, and he'd only be the per- no, only one no, to lose. No, no, he, he might, yeah. he might lose against Madeline Pryor. He only stole one baby. Yeah, this is true, yeah, or, like, Nanny, or... Mm. Maybe. Surprising amount of X-Men villains steal babies. <laughs> now, I have, I have a question. Is he stealing the baby to raise or eat? Because, you know, there's also that... Uh, that uh, RPG called Goblins Eat My Baby. Whichever one comes baby. first. Uh, as per Labyrinth the movie, when he kidnaps babies and manages to keep them until the timer runs out, they become goblins in the labyrinth. So, Raised hmm. with an asterisk. Yes. yes. On the other hand, as per Labyrinth Coronation, the comic books, sometimes the rulers of the labyrinth kidnap babies to make them into the new rulers of the labyrinth because only humans can do that. So changeling the lost literally was just we're just going to plagiarize the expanded the labyrinth expanded universe. (laughs) Well, to be fair, labyrinth coronation came out in like 2016. So okay, well that's a little better. But (laughs) all right, well how is Jareth, the Goblin King, going to fare against Silverbolt in a contest to be the worst boss? Oh, not even a question. Are you kidding? Like, in the movie, he fully throws his goblins against walls Uh, and junk. He's such a bad boss. Also, like, I mean, you have to imagine that, like, with a little... I don't want to shame someone for wearing clothes that they feel best in. Don't do that, yeah. But I feel like, you know, you can wear pants that just don't, you know, do the thing. Yeah, do that. Like, I mean, the bare minimum... And those goblins go, like, right to his I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really I, imagining now Jareth in, like, a very office space type of situation. Poor, like, he'd always <laughs> want to show you... Yeah. Just, just, like, just I'm gonna need you to uh, get the TPS report and put it down my crotch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But still dressed as the, jo- as the Goblin King, too. That's That's the thing. <laughs> And the like, poor, poor Silverbolt, he keeps getting put into contests. Yeah. He's such a good boy. He just keeps getting put into contests to be the worst, and he's not good at that. Well, and here's the thing with Silverbolt, though. I think he would also be a bad boss, just in a different way. I, I like, don't think he'd be a, he'd be good yeah. at being a boss, but I think he'd yeah. be less of a capital B bad one. Yeah, he'd also be, I think, less likely to sing songs designed to humili- humiliate <laughs> you, so... Yeah, but he's he's also the he he would also be the type of boss that would try to be your friend and try to get around the whole like I ha- I am your uh, your superior and you kind of have to do the things I say yeah. kind of thing. So and that's and that's honestly oh. I think that's actually kind of worse. <laughs> uh, he also does <laughs> contact juggling, which I think is a <laughs> sin against nature. So like, I'm talking about Silver Bowl, by the way. Well, I mean, the argument I have is that there's a scene in that movie where Jareth dropkicks one of his goblins, and, like, you don't want that from a boss. 
I don't care if trying to be your friend is awkward. At least he's not drop kicking you. Well, I mean, at least you know where you stand with the goblin. Kid. Okay, wait. I would like to argue that unless the office building, I'm assuming we're in an office, even one of those open yeah. air offices. Uh, <sighs> Robot Buddy is too big. He big. In, in like Beast be Wars, boy. they were only like what ten feet tall, maybe. That's still real big. They were compact, but they were still yeah. big yeah, like, compared to like 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 humans. I'm I'm like five I'm five seven and don't take up that much space and I still manage to knock into people a lot. Like imagine if hmm. that happened with like a like yeah. I'm like again not capital B bad but definitely not great. Well, how does it strike y'all hmm. that Jared's yeah. like number one go to punishment when you do something wrong? is to put you in a bog that will make you stink for the rest of your life. Even if you get a new job, you're not getting away from that smell. Also, not, not, also not to mention means... he is all, he does openly groom teenagers well, that, as well. That's that, that is true. if I'm honest, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we, we should probably talk about all that, right. now, honestly. Well, Actually, sure. that, that's all we need to talk about, really. <laughs> it's weird because he kind of doesn't exist until they decide they're in love with him so i don't know mm, i don't know i feel like that's a real poor excuse it wouldn't hold up in court it wouldn't hold up in court for you to say that yeah. she literally conjured me into existence yeah like i feel like that feels like victim blaming like really hardcore exactly Actually, 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 Your Honor, I am only a couple hours. I am. I didn't <laughs> exist until a couple hours ago. I am literally a minor. <laughs> she was stealing me from my crib. Really? <laughs> all right, all right. Let's do. Let's let's take this to the vote before this gets before this gets really awkward. <laughs> all right, who's the worst? Who is the worst boss? Jareth. Oh, uh, Jordan. <laughs> oh, uh, well, we me? Know who says. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can't. I can't defend Silver Vault there. He 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 would screw up trying to be bad. So, yeah, he screwed up being bad when he was first like on the bad team. Like they tried to make, they tried to trick him into being a bad guy, and he still was <laughs> terrible at it. So, yeah, it's it's Jareth. All right, that's and aren't you definitely just voted for Jareth? And, yeah, even though it doesn't matter, I'm saying Jareth as well. <laughs> All right, Jareth is moving up, and it's going up against Vriska to be wow. Lots of le- lots of leadership roles in this. Oh, well, I mean, poll. with Jareth being the Goblin King, that just makes sense. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Jareth versus Vriska in the Game of Thrones. How are you at medieval war at medieval warfare politics? I like to point out that this is a very good matchup and it would probably be very, very close. Yes. I'm going to say I I agree with uh, Jordan here. What what do you, what do you got? Nobody? How's, how's Darius going to fare at this, at, at manipulating the vassals of the kingdoms to, to claim power for himself? This is a tricky one for me because I don't know a ton about game of Thrones, but just based on what information I have, I feel like Jareth would be in a lot of trouble if we are accepting the interpretation of him as a psychosexual metaphor for a child's, you know, awakening. But Jareth, as he appears in uh, Labyrinth, Return to Labyrinth, would be very, very good at it. Because in that book, it's established that there are, like, 
seven other goblin kingdoms that he's managed to subsume by sheer force of will. So that that's a pretty that's a pretty good thing of it. Vriska, uh, yeah, she can she can mentally manipulate some trolls and can put human beings and I'm going to assume just other other species at that to to sleep. Um, she's well. Well, here's the thing with that. Like, uh, if we're only going to uh, use the put other put humans to sleep thing as her only power that she can do against humans, uh, that that's like uh, going through the Lord of the Rings books and saying uh, Gandalf can only like like can only like make fireworks. It's pretty explicit. They were pretty explicit that her powers are less effective against humans. Okay, but still, like she is literally like the the cunning spider character that and has the web has the web of tactics and such. Yes, no, no, she is she is. I was getting into that. She she is personally very manipulative, but also her the people she's manipulating are other thirteen year olds. Yeah, teenagers like as. Yeah, and that's 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 most of the Game of Thrones too. Like as as Jareth is very good at. He's really good at manipulating like young children. Yeah, that's the problem is that that oh. Briska is a Briska is a teenage girl, and that is the the most the most directly we see Jareth operating as a manipulative figure. Okay, but as a uh, as a counter to that, Jareth is not uh, Nick Cage, the <laughs> only human like adult that she uh, swooned over. All right, that's good. that's probably going to be the episode title. <laughs> Well, I suppose what I'd have for that is just that, like, how do I put this? If we're talking about direct, their two houses competing against each other, I do feel like he has an edge there because his whole deal is essentially he gets you to want something. He doesn't do anything unless you ask him to do it. That's his whole situation. So his manipulations are entirely about getting you to ask him to do something for you. So as individuals, I think he's got a pretty significant edge there. However, with that said, given that this is a Game of Thrones competition, I do feel like he's going to lose some points because his quote-unquote house are Jim Henson goblins who are not going to do very well in this situation at all. I, I I do I do think Game of Thrones would be vastly improved with more with more puppets. <laughs> but, all right, let's take it to let's take it to the vote. Uh, Jordan, mm. who's going to who's who's going to claim the Iron Throne? On it, uh, I'd have to go with Friska. I just have a gut feeling on this one. All right, uh, Art, who's going to claim the Iron Throne? <laughs> See. I would like to say I'm gonna say Jareth for now, just because like I, he knows his way around a teenager. So like, yeah, don't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> this just in, is canceled. Hey, more like David Bowie's canceled. Yeah. Search up Dave Bowie fourteen. Oh, we, we, we know a yeah, lot about that. Bowie, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So. Jared, Jareth, I think, I think he, I feel like he could beat a thirteen-year-old. All right, Dan, as the tiebreaker, <laughs> that, that wasn't a be- that wasn't a better uh, <laughs> phrasing. No, <laughs> no, but uh, I'm going to go with uh, Briscoe as well. 
All right, Jareth is going to go down and go up against Velma Dinkley and another, another, teenage another teen girl. girl. This is a solid block here of like, Peridot's not technically a teen girl, but she's teen girl-ish. Yeah, but on the other hand, uh, Velma is also a lesbian, so I don't think his uh, power is going to work on him, on her. Well, the conflict against Velma, they are engaging in Rhythmic gymnastics. I mean, that's not uh, a question. I don't think. Yeah, no, that's fair. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think we even I mean, need to talk about this. The, he's got the clothes already for it. <laughs> yeah, you can't, can't. yeah. I mean, they're leather. Yeah, they're leather. He already, leotards, has, dance, you know. he already has a dancer belt. So, like the minute yeah. someone said this is a contest I mean, in rhythmic gymnastics, his eyes lit up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, actually, does he have the dancer belt? Uh, no, it's definitely a cod piece. Definitely because, a cod piece. Like, There's no way. It's it's a cod piece. Like, I mean, not to get too explicit, but like I, I, he, I he's know. British. Like, you'd be able to see his religion <laughs> and that. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's been rumors about his hog. So who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like you, uh, like even. Never mind. I'm not going to get into it, but like you, you know, there's there's a lack of definition there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, against leather, it, it, you wouldn't unless you're like super hard. You're not going to get definition. I mean, I, I again, uh, you would still see it. I, I've I've watched it. I've seen enough uh, hair metal research. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> The rumor for a long time was that they had him stuffed with socks for that scene, but I don't know how true that is. That's probably to save mm. face. Yeah. All right, let's let's take it to the vote. It sounds like we're all leading in the same direction, but let's make it official. Jordan, who's the who's better at rhythmic gymnastics? Jareth. Art. Jareth. Dan. No, but no, it's Jareth. All right, that's going to place Jareth as another. Another person claiming the number number four spot tonight. All right, and we go into my character, the final care, our final character of the episode, Kimberly. Canonically, the only Power Ranger to ever see through Tommy Oliver's shit. The girl everyone thinks of when you say Pink Ranger, played by the only competent act- actor of her season, represented by me. It's Kimberly Hart, the Mighty Morphin Pink Power Ranger. Kimberly could put up a rhythmic gymnastics fight. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, if Kimberly had if Kimberly had the rhythmic gymnastics, that would be a whole different thing, but that's not what, what we got here. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Kimberly the the original pink the original pink ranger, you know, just good at martial good at martial arts, has a mag, has a magic bow, has bandex that's apparently armor. <clears throat> Just generally all around talented in ever, anything that could va- happen adjacent to a school or a, or a gym and juice bar because all of them were, and just all around all around good good doer. Mostly called her out over the other pa- the other Power Rangers because a she was just a better act. She was just hands down the best actor of of her seasons, and two two. She broke up with Tommy Oliver, which is the only time anyone has ever done anything, ever managed to do anything, anything like get anything over him, ever in the history of the entire franchise. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. 
Like, it's like I, I don't want to I don't want to get too, too down on it because he the actor did commit suicide not that long ago. But also fuck the character of Tommy Oliver. He is obnoxious. He is like the worst, and like everyone he, loves him. Tommy 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 Oliver is like the Boba Fett of like uh, oh he, he yeah, is Power Rangers yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like ever is just like like he's really like, that armor like that Green Ranger stuff like really carried him like he really sucked as a character like even later on like when he was a mentor yeah he wasn't great so yeah he he keeps showing up well t- like, t- I think he's like one of the only actors who had a good time playing a Power Ranger though like oh, really? well not the only but like a lot of them seem to not like it that much after they leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, like a lot of them really don't, and like a bunch of them, like you know, like just reason why. Uh, damn it, I am forgetting his name. What is, what is Billy's? Oh, Billy. Name? Uh, yes, David Yost. Thank yeah, you. David Yost oh, yeah, like, is the most prominent example of no, that was not a good time. Yeah, because yeah, he kept on getting uh, yeah. shit on for being uh, for being gay. Yeah. yeah, and like, like they've never outright confirmed it. But Jason David Frank was is a fundamentalist Christian. Uh-huh. Oh, really? yeah, yeah. No, he was also he was. <laughs> okay, sorry, I don't want to be dunking on him, but he was also a UFC guy. Oh uh, yeah, so... yeah, he was a UFC guy and had a line of F, of MMA merch that said Jesus didn't tap. Which, um, yeah, that's kind oh, of the which, which. Okay, I I just want to say God God bless uh, Christians who don't know what they're saying (laughs) to the uh general public because it's like yeah yeah all right well enough dunk enough dunking on a on a character we are not ranking today and (laughs) and his actor and an an actor who was dead yeah all right we're going kimberly is going to go up against velma oh no for yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna introduce another te- we're gonna introduce another teenage girl into that middle block there. <laughs> oh no! Oh, it even no. More- it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be the worst. <laughs> All right, best pre- best presidential candidate. Now, <laughs> Kimberly did run for did run for school for school president in an in an episode again, against yeah. Tommy. But they they were under the effects of a they were under the effects of Rita's spell to make them both engage in dirty tact in like mudslinging and such. But I do think she she does have more followed some degree of campaigning experience. Whereas Velma, we don't really see her doing this during the school year much. It's mostly vacation time we see her. We don't really get the yeah, framework of anything that she does outside of mis- outside of driving around the country in a van. Yeah, but this is for the for the president of the I United think... States, not for class president, which I think is two different things. So, I would like to point out that Velma's holding is calling out billionaires and I mean millionaires, uh, like oh, she would get uh, no funding then doing doing uh, just doing yeah. illegal things. She would not only be. Uh, automatically drummed out by the DNC and uh, because, you know, they are what they are. Uh, but she would also probably have a hit put out on her. So... Mm. All that is... 
on the other hand, she might spends all of her time rolling around the country with no solid address and no way to contact her. Like you know, her opponents would tear her to shreds for that. Yeah. What is she doing? Yeah, in her association with Shaggy, she'd probably be called a pothead. And 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 that's gay. Yeah, she's also you know she's also gay. Plus. I mean, the whole like, manipulated Shaggy into being in a relationship with her thing from Mystery Inc. Like, oof. Yeah, Ooh. whereas whereas Kimberly is squeaky freaking clean. There's not a single, there's not a single thing in skeleton in any of the MMPR Rangers closets because they were like the most perfect do-gooders. They were from a kids show, and that's how they had to be. Yeah. I mean, we could go. Honestly, I... she honestly, Kimberly also just has more, uh, just has more like, uh, what's it called, charisma than you know, Velma, mm-hmm. and is essentially like she. She definitely can hold herself uh, to a crowd better. Yeah, that's true too. You know, right. I, I, yeah, char- yeah, charisma wise, I was thinking it would probably be a little bit on Kimberly's side as well. I guess all right. it's just that Kimberly probably has the better resume because I mean, oh. she does everything. They all do. And Velma just does the oh, Velma yeah. has an impressive res- resume if you take her references. Like if you just let like all the people she puts down that she knows or met or contacts, if you would talk to them mm-hmm. and would believe them, then yeah, she has an impressive resume. But I think as a as like concrete I, job. I, I don't know. I, I think having I think having Kiss and WWE wrestlers on your refer- on your references is probably an indictment on some level. Okay, I but would like to Batman. point out that our last president did do uh, uh, was on a Royal Rumble at one point. That 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 is that is true. Uh, so, yeah, but like also also in uh, Velma's like in Velma's favor, like. Taking down billionaires and millionaires uh, for doing shitty things would give her a lot of left wing cred and have a uh, groundswell. Yeah, of, like, like as a grassroots candidate, I think Velma would have a good standing, but I don't know if in the in the right if in normal. I think politics, in a good in a good riding, in a good riding, she could definitely get she could definitely get to Congress. I don't think she could get to president like that though. Yeah. That is true. No, like at best, at best, she's like a high level, uh, high level local politician or a house house rep. Like, like may- maybe, mm-hmm. like maybe she could, maybe she could be like AOC. But you know, that's as as, yeah. as we've seen with her. That's that's not that's really not a lot. <laughs> now I do think Velma would. No, she she does what she can. Candidate for her. Uh, 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 you know, folks who are, say, more online, paying attention to stuff. She's a good leftist candidate, but I don't know if that makes her a good presidential candidate in general. You know what I mean? Not yet. Right, also, I think, I think we're all sorry, going no. the same way, but I think it's time to go for the vote for this because we're all basically echoing our same the same points. Jordan, who's the better presidential candidate? I'm gonna have to go with Kimberly. Art. Kimberly, Dan, same, and nobody. I will say Kimberly, but with the caveat that it's only because of the establishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she just has a better chance in the whole in deal. 
All right, going up from Velma. Going up against the other teen or the other teenage girl competitor, Briska. Who would be who would be the better James Bond substitute? James Bond substitute. Yes, as in you swapped James Bond is kicked out of the out of a movie and then your these characters have to do it in in his stead. Well, that's actually uh, kind of a toss-up. You see, I Kimberly Kimberly has roughly the same skill set roughly a similar skill set to Bond, like maybe not the sex stuff, but it, everything else she's well same level similar levels. Of- to, to be fair, James Bond is also not good at sex. I think the only one that reciprocates is the Craig Bond, so yeah, it it really does depend on you, you the bar on, on terms of like, do are we talking about the the uh, killing bonds or the ones that are like more suave and sophisticated? Yeah, we're we talking to Roger see, Moore even, or are we talking to Timothy Dalton? I forget his. See, but e- even that, even that, I feel like Kimberly. Well, I don't think anyone's talking about Timothy. I feel Dalton. like Kimberly could. Kimberly does have like a very good degree of like rock rock charisma yeah, in and don't there. forget that uh there's actually a, there's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. practically a comic book where she is a james bond of the mighty Morphin power rangers <laughs> yeah she re- yeah. really that the her soul the solo miniseries she was in that was that was yeah. pretty james bondish i mean if nothing else the ability to morph means that she can absolutely get weapons in undetected very easily yeah not that, not that I wouldn't think Vriska yeah, would be able to do that either. On the other hand, mind you. Well, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, like, yeah, like she, she, uh, well, Vriska is also very good at gambling <laughs> until she true. isn't. Well, that is a classic Bond's trait. Vriska, <laughs> Vriska mm. has a fair fair bit of Bond, Bond, Bond traits in her too, but the thing about it is, I don't mm-hmm. is that she would take it too. She would take it too far. Yeah, I think she would be more Kimberly of a is the kind of, Kimberly is the kind of good do-gooder who would, you know, okay, I took over this villain. I'm now going to hand over all of their doomsday stuff to the proper to the proper authorities where, you know, it'll go get black boxed for by MI6 to probably be used for their own ends at some point off screen. Vriska is going to take over Spectre for herself. Um, yeah. Oh, okay, so on the other hand, didn't Craig didn't Craig's uh, bond take over like Take like three movies to get uh, revenge. To, yes, but also I would argue that Quantum of Solace was uh, not a whole movie. It was supposed to be a uh, a two hour like half of uh, Casino Royale. Okay, but that that doesn't really get past the point <laughs> that there. he was very bad at then... revenge. I'm not sure how this how that connects though. It took six hours to revenge. Well, no, but, like, like, but, well, with against the point of like, no, about like the uh, yeah going too far. Like, if he mm. if he had just uh, taken the death of his uh, one of his like one Bond girl uh, in stride, uh, instead of like going all uh, death murder robot. See, but that, that, that's, well, that's not going how, too far. That's going that, too far in the line yeah, that's of duty. Going in, that's going too far in a very different way. See, see, his, his too far was uh, he took he took things personally and acted out. But in the end, he still was most he still was fundamentally lo- loyal to M- MI6 and was still doing his doing his mission. He just made it personal. 
Friska is going to screw over MI6 at the first at the first opportunity. Which I would say is base, so she should Which yes, which is is probably (laughs) better, but I don't think that koala morally better, but I think that disqualifies you from being a good James Bond. No, I think that would make you a better James Bond, because you know the James Bond series needs a shaking up. Huh. Well, also, also, you do uh, also like. I would say a good third of the James Bond movies is him uh, going against MI6, going rogue. True. This is this is so. true. I mean, I really just want to take down the British intelligence operation, so I'm going going the <laughs> troll. Uh, so. All right, let's take this. Let's take this for the votes, uh, Jordan. Who's the who's the better James Bond? No, nah, I'm going to have to side with Kimberly on this. But just because I think that she would uh, cause less damage, collateral damage, for even if she did decide to take down MI6 in her own way. Art, you are going with the troll to, just to screw the British? At, screw the British? Yeah. yeah they, they deserve it. Alright, Dan? Uh, my girl, Frisco. Alright, and nobody? I think just in terms of being a Bond replacement and doing Bond things, it's got to be Kimberly. All right, that is a tie among all of you. So that means I got to vote, and I am going to... I'm going to say Kimberly because while I agree that, yes, dismantling MI6 would be better, I feel like that's not in the spirit of the... That's not in the spirit of the question. (laughs) To, to be a good James well, see, I'm a true, I'm a true revolutionary. Uh, unlike these yes. <laughs> masquerading liars, it's true. You are a revolutionary. You're revolting against the question itself. <laughs> I fundamentally disagree that uh, going against the going against MI6 is against the spirit of the question. But I, I feel is like democracy. All right, so moving on to our ne- her next challenge will be against Par- against Peridot, and it will be a pie baking contest. Now, Kim- <sighs> Kim- Kimberly, shit, shit, shit. What? Which one of them was it? There was an episode where one of the where either either Kimberly or Trini was bad at cooking. Wasn't it Trini? I don't remember which one it was, but that's very pivotal to this one. Yeah, really. Well, I was going to say, I was. Kimberly, she's the good old fashioned all American girl, but if she's bad at cooking, who knows? That that does actually go along with some aspects of the good old fashioned all American girl, though. I was going to say is that I don't think it would matter because Rita would screw it up for her anyways. Yes, absolutely. Like, are we are we allowed to bring in outside interference? Because I feel like both would have an interference. Yeah, I don't think any of them would ever would ever get to get, get to make the things without any trouble. Well, I feel like Peridot would uh, would maybe be able to make a pie making machine. Like she, but she would like absolutely, well, she would, would absolutely, mess it up somehow. Well, Peridot would absolutely, uh, like read everything she could about like pies and like how. And how they're made, and she would get lost in the weeds of like making the pie machine, and would eventually not actually make the pie, but it would, but the machine would be huge and overcomplicated. 
And then Rita would turn it in, and then Rita would turn the pie making machine into a monster, and then it would get blown up, and Kimberly would win by default because she made a pie. <laughs> Did she though? Mm. We we'll get to determine if she was the one who was bad at cooking. Would a pie monster count as a pie? Because I think at one point that would we we'd have to go by that. Okay, I feel like okay if we're going by the word of the questions, <laughs> if a pie monster is made. Out of any of their pies, they would win automatically because they would be a pie and a bigger pie as well. Well, no, in that case, it would be Rita who would win by default. Oh, no, Rita would win. Yeah, Rita would win. But you see, see, like every time Rita interferes, every time Rita does a plan that makes a monster that is petty towards the power, whatever goal the Power Rangers are doing, the Power Rangers then succeed in their goal anyway. Yeah, but I also think it would be very in character for a children's TV show of this caliber to have a third person who we've never seen before win the contest. Yeah, no, it would be it, like one hundred percent. It would be on a on a better on a better written show, but not Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe a later season. Oh, definitely, definitely, a, definitely a late, late, definitely like a late yeah. Savon early Disney season. Yeah, but. A Power Rangers SPD, which is the only one I think I've watched all the way through, definitely. Man, you're giving you're giving me shit about the James Bond thing, and you watched the and the one season of Power Rangers you watched all the way through is the cop one. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, I only watched the cop one, unfortunately, and I I don't I don't like it. Uh, uh but it does have a really good uh good intro. Um, but it is a cop. It is a cop show. To be fair, I did watch it before I realized that uh a cab so. I was a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's... All children are bastards. Yep, all children are <laughs> bastards. Um, okay, I feel like... So, okay, wait. Are... Because, like, I feel... Because, like, what I'm imagining is I'm imagining them doing this in their setting, basically. Or type of setting. If we're yeah. doing it in a Power Ranger setting, Rita would win. <laughs> if we're doing it a paradox situation, I think like Lapis would win because she's the one who taught her that paradox how to make a pie, and she just like somehow won. Or Stephen would eat the pie before anyone could uh, get to it. Or I don't know. So you're thinking of amethyst. Amethyst. Wait. Amethyst. amethyst yeah. Eat. No. Amethyst would eat it. Yeah. Uh, like Stephen would cry about it and then say, "Like, oh, you shouldn't hurt the person who's genocidal." Oh, hey, all right, let's take this one for our vote on it. Uh, Jordan, who's winning the pie making contest? Mm, I think Kimberly might get win this one. All right, one for Kimberly. Art. No, I'm going Paradox. All right, one for both. Stan. Uh, having familiarity with the idea of making a pie, I think, is the edge here, uh, Kimberly. Alright, and nobody? I'm inclined to agree. Even if she's a bad cook, she, like, since we never determined that, even if she's a bad cook, she, like, knows at least to try. <laughs> you know, now I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about it, God, it would really suck if it was, if it was Trudy, because that, that, that just seems vaguely racist. That the that the that we're just assuming that the Asian one is the bad cook automatically. 
Well, but I thought her thing was that that she was like uh, very environmental, environmentally oh, like wait. minded, but she went overboard. Right? Yes, 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 yes. You're, you're reminding me what it was. It wasn't that there was a bad cook. It was that Trini was making really weird vegan food. Oh, okay. Of course, they have to mock the vegans. vegans. Well, they didn't. They didn't use the word vegan. It was the '90s, but it was like weird. To- it was like weird tofu and organic stuff. Mm-hmm. At least they didn't say it was that foreign food. Oh. <laughs> they might have. I, I don't <laughs> think. Probably. Katie, where are you from? California. But where are you from? Besides your house, like I'm your neighbor. Ah. <laughs> uh. No, they they were vaguely racist towards Trini a few times, right? Yeah, um, like I, they were vaguely racist towards everyone a lot of times. I, I, they they had to be. They they were definitely multiple. There were definitely a couple of few episodes that were like really really questionable, and like let's and then we're just got the starting point of uh, the yellow original yellow yeah. and black ranger castings. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember the big, like, vaguely racist uh, towards um, yeah. Zach several times. I mean, like, with, so. Just about every time I remember him being on, I remember there being, like, the Jamaican steel drums. Like, in oh, the yeah, background. Like, yeah. Special martial so. arts for hip-hop keto. He had to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to actually put that, that one on Saban, because that was actually oh, really? him. They... In the first season, the the out of the unmoored fight scenes were entirely improvised. That's why Kimberly does gymnastics because, oh, uh, frick, what's her name? Amy Jo Johnson. I am forgetting her act. Amy Jo Johnson didn't know martial arts. wasn't very good at martial arts, oh, okay. but she, she was mostly a gymnast. That's why she would fight with gymnastics. I'm bad gymnastics. Very run the one half. <laughs> and also, what? Also, why? Uh, eventually, the act. The extras in the putty things actually had to make a formal complaint against Jason David Frank because he kept kicking <laughs> them on. in the face. Of course he would. Yeah. Look, the symbol is down here. Look down here. Stop kicking me in the face. I'm a super putty. Kick me in the, the, the button that literally kills us, please. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that's why they introduced those. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that, it's, that a, it's a sense. JDF punch here button. <laughs> we're sparring, not we're fake fighting, not literally uh, trying to get killed by you right now. Please stop. Uh, but yeah, I would say, I don't know. Wait. Yeah, Jason David Frank does seem like the. Uh, the kind of guy who would do that. Yeah, it's and uh, in season after the movie, after the movie, they uh, they had to bring it in a guy from uh, Toei. Actually, had to send in a guy from who was <clears throat> was the assistant fight director on, on a couple of seasons of Sentai to take o- to start directing fight scenes in Power Range in Power Rangers just just because like they were Savon was getting too many complaints. Yeah, yeah. That that follows, and then and then he did he did Power Ranger did the fight directing on Power Rangers for a long time until he went back to Japan and did some of the best seasons of Common Rider, Common Rider and Sentai. Oh. Like he was on Gokaiger and Forze. Oh, oh, nice. 
Anyways, we're going to move. Kimberly d- does beat out Peridot, and she has a shot at, uh, at has a shot at the crown. Our second number one shot at number one of the night. She's going up against Razorback in a boxing match, punches only. Which, as we established, since she fights with gymnastics, is a bit of a di- mostly fights with. Gymnastics is a bit of a disadvantage. Is, okay, is this morphed or unmorphed? Because if it's if it's uh, unmorphed, then Razorback's uh, yeah, and even morphed, it might be a bit I, of a challenge because he took on Spider Man. Yeah, I, oh yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say morphed no, just so I, it's not a I, I will total loss on her. I, I will say something. Go on on her behalf. Uh, a, a lot of the uh, the best boxers have been the ones that have been able to. Avoid punches. Yeah, that's true. Dancing around the opponent yeah. has been an actual really good strategy. It's a very good strategy. Like tire them out. Mm. Yeah, she. She. I was gonna say it's like she's not complete. She's not inexperienced, and I think she, she could put up a thing. But like, I guess you could say this. I don't think the most yeah, powering. Dancing around in rabbit in rabbit punches kind of thing is uh, a very valid threat. I don't think morphed rangers are really comparable though in like just either speed or strength to Spider Man. Mm. Yeah, if we're if we're yeah, but if it's just like a boxing match, if we're going if we're going off of like just people that uh, Razorback has fought, uh, and it went through and survived yeah. uh, by by like punching and stuff like that. Uh, that Spider Man first off. Also, uh, he did fight someone who was disguised himself as Hitler. Uh, <laughs> one of Hitler's clones, okay, that's, Hatemonger, okay. which I feel like gives him an edge uh, on something. I mean, uh, it's a good thing to do, but I don't exactly <laughs> think Hitler's much of a fist fighter. I, do, I don't think of him as much of a pugilist. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like if you... Uh, well, but also, it wasn't Hitler. It was Man Beast, who was a uh, uh, hyper-evolved... Uh, Night of Wonder Gore that went bad. Um, but he also fought alongside Rocket Raccoon. Uh, and he trained with Tigra, who is a hand to hand combatant. So, what you're saying is she should be morphed. Yeah, but he gets. For at least, for at least a uh, yeah. match. But th- does that mean he gets to wear his headdress since he uh, is. Um, I mean, how does I, I thought I'm understanding is that the, head, is the headdress part of his power? The headdress only really works for when he's being grabbed from behind. Yeah, he could do a uh, complete. He could uh, no, it's a boxing match, not a wrestling match. Okay, uh, <laughs> so uh, he could do the the fun thing where he uh, fights backwards. I don't know. <laughs> it's like yeah, okay. I mean. He, he could see a punch coming and like spin okay, for okay, it, but, but yeah. I would like to I would like to uh, anti power scale uh, uh, power rangers yeah go for it uh, they do sometimes get beaten by the putties mm. they do sometimes they do mm. sometimes lose to the putties but that's usually specifically if a putty grabs can grab them front and hold their arms behind their back which is illegal in this fight because it's fun. it's a boxing match oh, but true. like but I feel yes. like but I feel like. He, it, like it down by a punch of the putty at all, even if you were being held back. Well, the putties are themselves like strong. The putties than are like golems, but hmm. I don't stronger than your average human. Huh. And... How? 
Oh, which probably, is why they tend to have to morph to uh, deal with them properly. That's probably not good. Nah. They're supposed, but, to, know, they're they're, supposed they're, to be based off of them, but it's not really. They're more constructs. Um, yeah. Uh... They, they they are mm-hmm. like they are like animated cl- animated clay sculptures. That is like generally st- stronger than people. See, okay, but like, okay, if this is just a straight up mm-hmm. like like uh, if this is straight up boxing match, where we're gonna want to look at like two things. That would be endurance, and I guess strength would be, but strength or agility or both. Um, I do want to say he did hold up against Spider Man. Who is uh, secretly like one of one of ridiculously the strong heroes? Yeah, out there. You've, you've brought that up a few times now, and I think we really need to quantify here. Like, what is it to stand How up strong to Spider Man? I mean, this is what Spider Man did all the time in the seventies and eighties. He'd just fight some absolute loser and get smashed. And that is the thing. It's like Spider Man, though, is like is constantly pulling his punches because well, of how strong that. he is. He's constantly yeah. losing to people he shouldn't be losing to because in the seventies, yes. that's just how he did. Hmm. Hmm. So my hmm. point that I'm trying to get across. I think we, we also a, lot like, a lot of times though he lost because of a gimmick he didn't expect. Sure. Yeah, like he tried like, to grab. Like, yes, he, yeah, he yeah. lost speak to Razorback specifically because he tried to grab him, right? And then yeah, he did try to him. grab him, and he did get electrocuted. But like, that was, that was... so yeah, that that is that, that is kind of the thing that cancels out his. Uh, he fought Spider Man to us to a thing in this. I will, but I will say though, I will say, and because uh, even 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 morphed, I mean, I feel like they would well, be on saying, yeah. similar levels. I think, um, and he is like a six six foot eight man, also four hundred and ten <laughs> pounds. Like, like if anything, like he's closer to a monster that Kimberly would fight with the whole team, um, but and often he's a whole team, and then like a Megazord. Which, by the way, he would be able to pilot. Probably by himself. Okay. Six, six foot eight <laughs> is not a yeah. monster. Close. The, the, the closest you get to a monster is like Frankenstein's monster. And that's not I mean, the really monsters are... comparable to like, make my monster grow. Yeah, like the monsters the monsters are like in the high six foot before they're made to grow. Yeah, like, yeah, like they are still in suits, and they're and like but before they, they go. They do like only so. face off against one or two of the Power Rangers, and then have to get grown. Otherwise, they're going to lose. That's that's usually how that goes. But but it's against a team of at least one of at least a couple yeah, but, most of the time. And they also have weapons. Yeah, generally the generally Rangers don't get to so don't get to like okay, fight a monster will, solo unless just, they're the Red yeah. Six Rangers. What is uh, Razorback's actual power? Uh, to pilot stuff, and he's just a he's just okay. really big and. But strong. is the strength part of his no, powers? Uh, no, that's actually just him. he's just a buff dude who works out. So, so he has, so he doesn't have superhuman stamina. No, I don't think so. Uh, like, other than from what he's gotten from training, yeah. 
Yeah, but I would, but I would argue that um, just by the, just by him being a uh, quote unquote hero in the Marvel universe, that would automatically so is Kimberly up on the stamina level. Well, yeah, because the thing is that Power Rangers are superhumanly strong and fast. Yes, that's explicitly part of their power set. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely feeling like yeah no he could probably he's definitely yeah, probably he, like going to take it's gonna, like, like, fair it's like you also yeah, have but, to know that like is, boxing matches are also timed as well and like I feel like if it's if it's too like uh it, I think it would go down to um because unless because unless because like I think it would go down to a judgment well, because like how many rounds are there as, as many and as how there long are the be rounds because like the rounds are timed. That every time he does manage to make contact, there would be an explosion. How good is he at having his hands exploded? Uh, I mean, he's he's pretty good at controlling explosions. Yeah, it's because of cars around and stuff. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> but because if you'll recall, that is a thing that happens whenever you make an impact into a Power Ranger suit. Is tiny explosions at the impact. Yeah, that's point, that's so. more that's special effects. Which I guess I mean is something in Marvel. Too sometimes. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel I feel like the whole explosion thing is kind of like the the visualization of breath techniques yeah. and uh, demon slayer. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a cool comics. thing that like you I can mean, imagine happens, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some sometimes I like I'd say that's mostly that definitely would have been the true. As the intention in Mighty Morphin, but later Radcons established that no, no, actually, all those explosions are happening. That's the Morphin grid doing that. It's like a built in defense system into the suit. That's how it protects the Ranger, is it explodes outward, thereby negating momentum hmm. of incoming attacks. That sounds like some nerd tried to. <laughs> that sounds like a nerd made that up. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's. Of course, it's made it up. It made all of it up. <laughs> Yeah, Power Rangers comics. Okay, if we're going, if we're going morphed, I'm gonna give it to Kimberly. If we're go, Kimberly, uh, Kim, 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 Kimberly. If if we're going like, uh, if we're going just like base form, I'm giving it to Razorback. Yeah, I I honestly think this is a deceptively uh, <laughs> tricky one. I mean, like, it... yeah, because. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's just like uh, I think it goes down to what form are they in? Honestly, my my thought is that uh, Kimberly might <laughs> Kimberly would take it both ways. Let, let's rephrase that. Let's rephrase that. Kimberly <laughs> okay. would take yeah. the would take the match, uh, transformed or not, but it would be a closer match untransformed. I and uh, no nobody. How do you vote? I'm inclined to agree with Kimberly. She's just got too much like. Razorback does a lot of trucking. Kimberly is fighting every single day. She's got too much field experience. Uh, I mean, have you have you seen your trucker movies? Yes, they're fighting every day too. Bare knuckles. What about over the top? <laughs> what if they just did arm wrestling? Oh, that's just arm wrestling. Uh, that's arm that's arm wrestling, and that is yeah, that is okay. a different card oh. in this deck. All right, that's going to give it to that is going to give it to Kimberly, who is our new number. Our new number one character. Uh, he was he was the king for only a short. But he's still in the time. top. 
Yeah. Maybe there will be a day when he'll get to be back number one and truly will be a Razorback. Is that how that works? <laughs> I don't sure. know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. If I do enough ep- if I do enough episodes to get to fit to get to fifty characters, I will do a pe- I will do a peer review where everyone who comes on can pull one character out of the list to oh. re rank. Now, I will admit, I was trying to, uh, I, I was really pushing for her to uh, lose against Riska because I wanted to see what uh, everyone would uh, do with uh, Kimberly versus Jared. I think it's glad that we uh, we avoided that one, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, <laughs> in, in the end, it's probably for the best, but, you know. Okay, just thought um, <laughs> judging, by, judging by the uh, Power Rangers um, proclivity to being oh. mind-controlled... Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, no. no. To be fair, if Uh-oh. it was the same yeah. card in a boxing match, she would destroy him. Jareth cannot physically fight. Are you kidding? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Actually, uh, uh, Jareth would have been in a pie-baking contest because she would have gone against him like, instead oh, well. of Paradox. He's got hooks for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He thinks laundry is a scam because he never has to do laundry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, why would you do laundry when you can just magic them clean? Or even better, invent new clothes from the atmosphere. Pooped yourself? No, you didn't. Oh, that just makes it worse. He's a he's a he's a Harry Potter wizard. <laughs> well, I was gonna say I was gonna say he's a uh, one of those dudes online who's just like. Doesn't want to touch his own butt because that's gay. <laughs> I, I don't think that would be a concern. I, I, have, I, have a, I, 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 I feel like that's not an issue for even yeah. either Bowie or Jareth. Oh, possibly. Possibly not. <laughs> no. But, you know, it, it's fun. It's more fun to make that illusion than the other one. <laughs> that's true. All right. So, go to. At the, and that way we've wrapped up all the characters. I'm going to read off read off the the list at number at number ten. The worst the worst character of all time to our knowledge is Cloud Strife. That's right. From Final Fantasy Seven. At number nine is Schneider from Reverse 1999. Oh. My, my girl's my girl's been robbed. At number eight, Equius Sahak from Homestuck. At number seven, oh look at how they massacred my boy. At number seven, Silverbolt from Transformers: Beast Wars. Yeah. At number six, Velma Dinkley from Scooby Doo. At number five, Jareth the Goblin King from The Labyrinth. At number four, Friska Circuit from Homestuck. At number three, Peridot from Steven Universe. At number two, Razorback from the Marvel Universe. And the number one best character of all time is Kimberly Hart, the Mighty Morphin Pink Power Ranger. Also, you can argue that she's from the Marvel Universe. Wait, Wait did what? the Marvel have? I thought it was. Well, Boom Marvel, Marvel had. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel had. Oh, yeah, had Marvel Power did Rangers. have Power Rangers for a while. Oh, yeah. And then they went to Did they, Dynamite, did they, didn't they? actually interact with the Marvel Universe, though? I'm not sure. Or was it just... Maybe. I, mean, I feel like they stopped doing that with licensed comics by then. Uh, they because, did. Because they well, had enough problems with, like, Death's Head. And... You could... Uh, so you could, argue, you could argue that she's part of the DC Universe, then. 
No, no, explicitly they travel to a different universe yeah. in that crossover. So there was a yeah. run in ninety five, ninety six. That was Marvel, but it was an adaptation of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie. Yeah, but the Bugs Bunny and crew have a uh, much better uh, hold on that they are part of the uh, of one of these universes because they actually interacted with them. Mm-hmm. Now, now, universe he didn't have. They didn't have to go to another universe to cross over. Was the Teenage Mutant yeah. Ninja Turtles twice? Mm. That's true. Both in the both in the TV show in a very bad episode that everyone likes to pretend didn't happen, and in the com and in oh, the comics. I don't recently. remember that one. Oh no! Well, I mean, that wasn't Kimberly. That was in space. Oh, okay. Well, now if you want to apply that logic speaking. in the Batman versus Ninja Turtles movie, he just kind of drives down to New York from Gotham. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <sighs> this is where my parents died, and this is where I watched my parents died, Raphael. Yeah, well, bummer. Let let let's do pl- plugs and wrap up. Uh, Jordan, where can people find find you online? Uh, well, you still can find me on tw- Twitter because I'm not calling it X. And at Dor- nobody, nobody yeah. calls it X. Like, uh, literally, o- only journalists. Only journalists. Only journalists. <laughs> like, and only when they say formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> uh, but that's at Dory underscore Mingu, D O R I underscore M I N G U. Um, other than like finding me, helping out friends and stuff like that, like th- doing stuff like this, there's not really much you can do to track me down. But if you do, and say hello. I'll probably say hi back. So there's that. Uh, Art. Uh, so I was doing um, Alphabet Flight and uh, Justice Like Lightning, but due to the whole uh, BDS movement pushing to boycott Marvel because of Sabra mm. character in the next uh, Captain America movie. Mm. Um, I am switching over to doing a uh, the third iteration of a podcast that I keep on trying to resurrect. Uh, it, I'm calling it Turn to Your Doom, where it is uh, Choose Your Own Adventure Book podcast, where me and the co-host of those two Marvel podcasts will be going through a Choose Your Own Adventure book. <laughs> uh, it's, as of recording... It is not completely out uh, or even up yet, but it should be maybe by the time this comes out. I don't know. That, uh, this isn't going funny. up until like February. This isn't going oh, yeah, up until it'll February, definitely be out so. by then. Oh, okay. It'll definitely be out by then. Uh, so, yeah, it does sound pretty fun, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, maybe don't do Marvel stuff as well. I, I, I'm, I'm not. Oh, I, whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't support them monetarily. Uh, but, mm. but yeah. Steal your steal your Marvel comics. Yeah, actually, mm. actively do that uh, <laughs> until they stop. Uh, so, uh, Dan. Okay, uh, if you want to see me in my regular form, that's uh, Beardo underscore Maximus on uh, Twitter. But if you want to uh, see me in uh, streaming, that's uh, A underscore Baphomet uh, B A. P H O M E T on Twitch, uh, similar name on uh, on YouTube. Um, can't really remember what if it's a different spelling there or not, but um, yeah, that's just where we're putting the uh, the vods. 
And uh, also on Twitter, just a moment, <laughs> just going directly to it. Uh, a. Baphomet, this time with an extra T at the end because someone else had the, the one without the double T. <laughs> so, on Twitter. And nobody. I do enough things that I'm not going to list every single one of them, but the easiest place to find me is at linktr.ee slash nobody around, where I link to all of my many projects. Uh, the thing I want to highlight today, I think this is the first time I'm actually announcing it, though I guess if it doesn't go up till February, I'll probably, it'll be out by then, is that starting in January, every other Monday, I will be part of an actual play show for uh, Random Rhapsody. We're going to be the official playtest uh, AP for uh, the Saga's role-playing game, and we'll be launching with their Kickstarter in January. Hmm. Ah, that's real cool. I am M. You can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky at M of Healy. So that, that's the end of the episode. And so remember, every, every character is somebody's favorite, but only only one can win the Battle of the Blorbos. And for now, that's Kimberly. For now.